Welcome to Modern Marketing Messages, the leading podcast discussing the latest and greatest in both online and offline marketing tactics, strategies, and trends. I'm your host, Taylor Karg, marketing content writer at AmericanEagle.com. Today, we're going to explore the topic of lifecycle marketing. To help us do that, Brittany Montague, lifecycle marketing specialist at Amazon, is here. Thanks for joining us, Brittany. We're super excited to have you on the podcast today. Of course. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So I think because I'm honestly not too familiar with the topic of lifecycle marketing and what it is and all that it entails, I think the best way to begin is just to jump right in and have you, you know, explain what lifecycle marketing <laughs> is. Yeah. It's funny because before a year and a half ago, I had no idea what lifecycle marketing meant either. But <laughs> now that I've worked in it for a little bit, I think one of the most basic definitions that I can give, it's basically just an approach to a customer communication that recognizes different stages in the journey. So something in that is it recognizes that each stage of a candidate's journey is not always going to be the same. And we need to use different marketing strategies and tactics in order to reach candidates at every point in their journey. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense to me now that you have given me, you know, a definition and then I'm thinking about how it applies to, you know, our own marketing strategies here at AmericanEagle.com and thinking about, you know, writing blogs for, you know, customers or audience members in all different stages of our sales cycle. So, yeah, so sorry. it's definitely just taking that, no, it's just definitely taking that comprehensive approach and really recognizing that things change and, you know, you can't always, it's not always a one size fits all. And I think that's what makes lifecycle marketing just super unique and um, something that I look forward to every single day. So as a lifecycle marketing specialist, what does that mean? You know, what does your day-to-day mean? Yeah. So specifically for Amazon, I work in looking at candidates and getting them to apply for our warehouse jobs. So all of the Amazon warehouses, distribution centers, sort centers. So basically when um, they're preparing all of your Amazon packages for shipment, um, I'm trying to reach those candidates and uh, making sure that the shifts are being filled and that their application is complete. So what I do in a general day is I brainstorm, strategize, how can we reach candidates at these at-risk sites? So I work nationwide on a national level and into Canada and Mexico as well. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, which strategies, which modes of communication are going to make sense to help us really, you know, hire the best candidates and make sure that the candidates are getting through their application process with as much ease as possible. So we do get a lot of people, you know, who drop out or maybe don't finish their application. So we're really just trying to be that helping hand for them from start to finish. And some of the ways in my day-to-day role that I do that, I know I mentioned a little bit of the strategy, but something that I also focus on is text and email. So those are kind of my two areas of expertise. So I, you know, work with an email platform, text platform to send messages to get candidates to apply. If there's a hiring event in the area, if a new site launches, helping them through that process, right? So selecting a shift, uh, you know, maybe complete your 
drug or background tests. So all of that stuff in order to make the process as simple as possible. So there are, there are obviously different methods which I use throughout those different stages of the application, but I, I focus pretty much solely on the strategy and execution um, in looking at text and email specifically. That's super interesting because, you know, as someone who shops on Amazon every single day, um, (laughs) you know, I'm just the end user. So it's like when you're going through and talking about your position and your daily responsibilities, it's like, wow, holy crap, there's so much more that goes into it and like actually getting the candidate to fill the right position. Right. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions that people have just about my role is they think when they hear Amazon, I'm working on the retail end. So like I'm the one who's going to, I don't know what they think, but that I'm working (laughs) on Well, there's so many different aspects. I don't even know. (laughs) And so I'm like, no, I'm not the one like doing the marketing on the websites. I'm trying to get people in these roles, really highlight the benefits and perks in a specific area. Um, You know, there are different like bonuses and, and different incentives for different distribution centers and sort centers across the country. So it's kind of just always trying to figure out how is, how is Phoenix different from Seattle and what can we offer candidates who are applying in in Phoenix and, and how can we really, you know, make them feel unique. So it's definitely the very, very front end of the day-to-day Amazon use. I think that, um, you know, my role really helps with getting everybody's end product, right? Because it's, I'm filling the roles to some extent and making candidates aware that, hey, these roles exist. Um, It's time to reapply or continue your application. And um, so, yeah, it's really, really unique. Yeah. You're fulfilling the roles that fulfill our products, basically, you know? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. So you (laughs) my own product. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned um, like figuring out ways that, you know, Phoenix is different than Seattle when it comes to finding roles for this. Can you just elaborate a little bit on that? I'm super interested on, you know, how you determine, you know, those differences and how you can help like find those candidates for those positions? Yeah. So one of the things is that I really focus on personalized messaging and everything I do. So one of the first things I do, um, I work with the regional marketing specialists who their job is to identify which labor orders need to be filled. And then they come to me and say, hey, can you blast this marketing messaging um, to try to get these positions filled? So when I'm looking at the personalization and when I'm working with them, I really focus on highlighting what things make the two unique. So maybe there's a $17 an hour pay rate in Phoenix and a $20 an hour pay rate in Seattle. So that's definitely, you know, these are just some of the the key differences right away. And then looking at how can I work with the creative team to create assets to highlight that and highlight, you know, maybe there's a $3,000 sign-on bonus. So we're making, in my day-to-day role, I try to make everything personalized and different, but also the similar, right? So um, it's, it's taking a comprehensive look at these are the messages that need to be sent, but then kind of diving a little bit deeper and saying, you know, how can we use these different pay rates to our advantages? And and how can we really make this specific hiring event be unique and make people want to show up? So it's a lot of different layers that I do. Um, and I just think about in the day-to-day strategy and execution. And in that too, I do run a lot of A-B testing. Um, so we're really thinking about things not only now, but comparing them to maybe 
a different type of message or, or more or less personalization within a specific email and then seeing, you know, how that performs against something else. So it's a, definitely a lot of different layers, but... Yeah, that's super interesting, too, because you, you know, you mentioned all these things that are key to any marketing strategy. And here, you know, at AmericanEagle.com, we don't, you know, necessarily do our own lifecycle marketing strategy. But I think it has a lot of the same components. Like you said, personalization. It, yeah. you know, how do you know if anything works if you're not A-B testing? That's a huge thing to consider. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, how you got into lifecycle marketing? Like, where did this position come about? And one of the questions that I did want to ask you was, you know, did you even know what lifecycle marketing was before you began your position at Amazon? And you mentioned in the beginning that you didn't really know what it was. So I'm just kind of interested to hear all about what led you to where you are today. Sure. So I, a little bit about me is, I always knew that I wanted to work in the communications realm. I grew up, my dad was a reporter for 30 years on all of the local news networks. So oh, when, I, when I, even when I entered high school, people started to ask, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And I always expected, like they expected me to change my mind almost. Yeah. <laughs> but throughout high school and college, I'm like, no, I still want to do communications. So um, I went to the University of St. Thomas in Minnesota and I studied strategic communication, advertising and PR. So I really thought I was going to go the PR track, maybe the social media track, right? Yeah. So as soon as I, I graduated college in 2017, I my first role was the communications coordinator at a chain of Hilton hotels in the Twin Cities. Oh, wow. So I worked out of the Doubletree, uh, and then I worked on a couple of different properties. So I created their communication strategy from the ground up, a lot of social media, a lot of um, marketing just internally at the different hotels, but ultimately that wasn't very fulfilling for me. So after about a year there, I started at a strategic communications firm in Minneapolis called New Publica. And that was very unique because nobody ever thought I would use my Spanish minor, um, <laughs> but I am, I am fluent in Spanish. And that was a nonprofit, which it was an all Spanish speaking office, right? So oh, everybody wow. in the office spoke mm -hmm. Spanish. We really were the communications arm, the strategy, the execution for underprivileged audiences in the Twin Cities, which was super unique. Yeah. Um, so I did everything, a little taste of everything in that role from media buying, social media. Um, you know, there were different aspects of lifecycle marketing in that role. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was I got to, you know, try out a lot of different things. And ultimately, I ended up moving to Seattle in 2020 for my now husband's job. Also, he's an Amazonian, so yeah. <laughs> um, runs in our household. And uh, I first got a contract role on the media team at Amazon. And I was really skeptical because it was a three-month position for somebody moving across the country I've only ever really had, you know, full-time stable positions. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, what are the risks of taking a contract role? What if it doesn't work out? But ultimately, I just wanted the experience. Yeah. So I ended up working on the media team for a little bit longer. Uh, it ended up being around five months. And I went through the, the hiring process on their team to get a role. But ultimately, it just wasn't the right fit for me. Um, and 
when I was at that role, I was exploring the internal Amazon portal, which is a great resource for Amazonians to see what other jobs are out there. And that's where I identified the lifecycle marketing specialist position. And of course, the first word I saw was marketing. Like I didn't yeah. even know what it meant, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I reached out to the hiring manager and we ended up having a great conversation and, and he taught me what does this mean? What What is this role going to look like? But he also allowed me to to shape the role into kind of what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think that's very unique about the lifecycle marketing team that I work on. Um, we're just always kind of trying to make sure that everybody is doing what they truly want to be doing and contributing to this bigger picture in their own way. Um, So it's definitely been a little bit of a journey, but after being on the team for a year and a half, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I think when I was in college, did I think or say, did I, I want to be a life cycle marketing specialist? No, because I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But sometimes you just kind of fall into these roles and you don't realize how perfect something can be for you until you kind of, you network and make that leap and kind of create the role. Yeah. For that works for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's awesome. And it sounds kind yeah. of like, you know, you're meant to be where you are right now and that, you know, and yeah. learning and defining your role and figuring out, you know, what you're good at and what you can bring to the Amazon table. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So this is kind of a side question, but I'm just curious as, you know, life cycle marketing specialist and the team, what is your team structure like? Yeah. So I have a, a manager who kind of oversees everything having to do with life cycle. And then me and two other girls who started at the same time as I did, uh, we're, we're the three lifecycle marketing specialists on the team. So we each kind of focus on a little bit of a different area within the team. So I'm focused on strategy and execution. And then my coworker focuses more on experimentation and A-B testing. And then the third is automation. So um, the automated versus manual sends that we send out, um, whereas I'm more focused on the manual sends and, um, you know, how can we uh, really capitalize on those. And then we also have a copywriter on our team as well as a couple copywriter contractors. So we're always creating new messages, always reaching candidates in a different stage of their journey. So all of these positions, like we all have to work together in order to make the messages what they are. And as I mentioned earlier, I also work pretty closely with the creative team. So in order to build the assets that I'm looking for, so they're not technically on our team, but uh, the structure of our team is, you know, very defined. Yeah. And we each we each have our different different roles and areas of expertise. And um, yeah, I think we all work really well together for being a team of, of six or seven. So. Yeah, yeah. And even, you know, as you explain, you know, your team structure and kind of everything that you guys do, it's like, wow, okay, I think I knew more about life cycle marketing than I thought I did, you know, like, yeah. it's all kind of the same. It's just how you frame it and how you use it to yeah. match your specific industry, or, you know, the roles that you're trying to fulfill. Yeah, definitely. So can you walk me through the life cycle marketing process as it is for you? Yeah, I'm sure it's a little bit different, you know, with your two other teammates and kind of their situations that they handle. But I would just like to hear how you handle your, um, you know, your strategy execution, that side of lifecycle marketing. 
Yeah, so as I mentioned, things are a little bit different for me day to day. Um, I get a lot of one-off requests, maybe for a specific hiring event or a, a different a site that could be at risk. So every single time I'm looking at one of these requests or looking at something that I'm already doing, the first thing that I do is I put myself in the candidate shoes as much as possible. Um, I am a very big people person and I try my hardest to understand what they're going through, what this stage in the application process might look like. Um, and that includes not only creating a goal, like what's the goal of the specific send, but it's also a lot of testing on my own terms because it's it's maybe I go through the application or that a, a specific area and, and try it out for myself, right? So I can really see what they're looking for uh, because if you don't understand your candidate you just won't be a good marketer because yeah. if you you have to you know put yourself in the shoes of the audience you're trying to reach and and I think that's true in every marketing role uh, to be truly successful so that's what I try to do first like as I'm creating the strategy and then um, figure out kind of what has been done in the past and what worked well and just what was absolutely the worst idea I've ever had. So <laughs> I try to like, I'm always constantly striving to, to be better and look at what I've done in the past. So a lot of that comes from data, right? So I do a lot of deep dives into data. Okay, how did this perform when I sent a similar message last time? Where are areas that we can capitalize on? You know, maybe how can we create different copy or a different header or a different, you know, way of directing people to complete the specific step? Like, how can we use the bonuses? How can, you know, we use different incentives in order to get someone to truly convert and complete their application? So for me, I think it's a lot of historical aspects, as I mentioned, going back and looking at the data. Um, and, and a thing, too, is something our team has recently started doing has been site visits, right? So we're not only, you know, thinking about these virtual profiles of people that yeah. we've never met, uh -huh. we're actually going to the sort distribution centers near us and talking to the candidates, you know, how was your application process? Because uh, we don't really have, we have surveys, et cetera, but we're finding that a great way to reach people in person and, yeah. and help develop their connections. And um, we're hoping to tell stories of some of those people that we talk to in the future. So um, I think that it's, it's really just taking a look in the past to help you move forward because sometimes again and again, uh, people think that you know a, a certain message performed okay and it, it might continue to perform okay in the future. But you know, how can it be better? Like it can always be better. Like it, it can always just end in a better result in my opinion. So I think just looking at all of that um, and then helping that to move specific requests that I receive forward has been really beneficial for for me so yeah that's awesome we've talked about you know site visits sending personalized emails are there any other strategies you can think of that you use regularly to you know reach your potential candidates yeah so we're doing a lot of cool things that we've been doing recently so 
we're not only trying to reach candidates in a broad sense. Something we've been doing recently and that I've been spearheading is the PWD or Persons with Disabilities campaigns, military, back to school. So it's not only just about putting up a billboard and saying apply on Amazon. It's about going to events. So they're, you know, going to different expos or events where this would make sense and having people opt in, having certain groups um, specifically targeted and, and kind of show them what a career at Amazon could be. And that's one of the biggest things too. So not only targeting specific groups, but it's also kind of showcasing that it is a career, yeah. that you there is growth. And so um, it's it's kind of peeling back some of the misconceptions. You know, sometimes people hear one bad thing about Amazon in the news, and I swear I hear it from 20 different family members. Oh, I'm sure they're like calling the or texting you and yeah. saying, Brittany, did yeah. you see this? <laughs> Yeah. So I think in order to, you know, peel back some of those misconceptions, we're just really trying to share individual stories. And that's a strategy that I'm really trying to implement uh, in the future and and currently. So I think it's just about really highlighting those bonuses, seeing how different sites across the country differ and how everything works together uh, to create this entire application journey. Yeah. And I love the whole people story, human story kind of thing, because as, you know, as a writer, my entire career has been essentially a writer, but I went to journalism school. I also did strategic communication. So I was all, you know, behind the, yes, the advertising and marketing component, but also, you know, just telling the human stories behind some of this stuff. And I think that really is what resonates with people and letting them know that this is a career. It doesn't have to be, you know, a six months job stop on the way if you don't want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing too is that helps me really strategize is building relationships just with people that I work with just on sister teams, because I feel like um, I'm very much like with the philosophy that if, you know, you take the time to be empathetic and build those relationships, you're only going to get better outcomes because you're going to be able to work better with those people. You're you're going to be able to work better together. So I find that really important just in the workplace as well and specifically yeah. uh, just working with so many different people every day. I, this just came to me in one of my um, teachers and this was way back in high school and it was uh, a writing class and he was like, one of the best qualities a writer can have or a marketer is empathy and just learn, like you said, in the very beginning of this podcast is stepping into, you know, that customer, that consumer shoes and figuring out what it is exactly that they need from you. Yes, absolutely. Empathy, I think should be the center of all work. I know. (laughs) Throughout the world. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned a little bit about how you reach people through, you know, email marketing. What other channels are common with your side of lifecycle marketing? Yeah. So just primarily for my team, we do email and text solely. So we're not too into the the marketing arm is huge and it's kind of nice because it's separated out where our team can really just focus on those two and uh you know how they're working look at the data uh, that type of thing so um but within email and text of course as i mentioned we're doing so many different types of sends right so we're doing 
um, you know, welcome emails, select your shift, re-engagement. So we're truly, truly with the candidate at all points of their journey. Um, and I think that's something that definitely having a team who is dedicated to looking at that, I think is something that's super important and, uh, you know, unique to what we're working on at Amazon. Uh, I, but I know that other teams, they do, you know, different forms of communication. So, of course, uh, we work closely with the media teams. Of course, they're doing out of home, print, newspaper, et cetera. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. other teams are doing stuff on Indeed or Jobcase. But it, it's great just having those two to focus on because you can really, really dive deep into those two. And and they're both huge. Like yeah. it sounds like sometimes like people are like, oh, you only do those two? I'm like, only? Like, yeah. you know how many <laughs> applicants we get? Yeah, so, and just uh, all the different types of emails. I know just... I only basically do like our some of our email copy, but it's like when yeah. I go to conferences and it's all about even different types of email automation and different types of personalization. Yes. You're like, okay, wow, there's a lot more than I even thought there was. And <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, it's also nice that you guys can really own in on those two aspects and then everyone else can kind of specialize in their few aspects because you can't, yeah. you can't be great at everything. You know, if you're not great at year two, then you're just not good at the entire arm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that it's very, very unique and um, it, it helps us kind of differentiate between what is automated, what is manual, yeah. what needs to be, what bonuses are turned on right now. So there are a ton of different aspects that make it up. <laughs> How do you determine, I, you said you mentioned a little bit about, you know, analyzing data, but are, is there any other ways that you guys use to determine what should be manually sent or what should be automated? Yeah, so we have our automation is stuff that are emails that they're already built out. So those are hitting candidates who get say they're stuck in a certain stage of the funnel. So, um, you know, maybe they need to select their shift, uh, do a drug test, et cetera. So yeah. um, the automated emails are basically what we say push people along in the journey, uh, whereas our manual emails are more those one-off requests that I work on in order to fill the labor orders. Uh, so the automated emails, you know, are targeting the people who are stuck, as I said, but the, the one-off request is really where um, I, I shine and where my expertise is just because it's a lot of different strategy, but it's also one-off sends. So it's, yeah. it, they're definitely different. What is an example of a one-off send? I, I'm not sure if you're allowed to share, you know, but if yeah, not, no big deal. Yeah. But I'm just um, thinking, I'm like, oh, what does that mean? Is there like a certain position at a very specific, you know, yes. warehouse or something like that? Exactly. Yes. So um, that's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. it's, <laughs> it could be a hiring event for that that specific area. Um, it could be that that site is at risk and needs more applicants. So that's all that means. Awesome. <laughs> <You got> it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Brittany, I have one last question for you today before we go. And that is just, you know, in your own words, why is lifecycle marketing important? Why should brands consider implementing this strategy in their overall marketing tactics? 
Yeah, I think that for every company, it's very, very different. And it, you don't necessarily need an entire lifecycle marketing team. Um, you know, a lot of times I've worked in small companies, the company I worked at before was 10 people. So there aren't always the resources. Yeah. But I think something that every company can and should do is think about how marketing strategies can change, right? So um, don't just use the one size fits all approach. I think that's where you run into problems because that could lead to assumption that could lead to, you know, maybe not diving as deep as you could. So I think using life cycle marketing is just really, really looking at every single stage that your customer goes through. So I think maybe when, whether it's when they click on your site, whether it's when they're, you know, opting into something, I think if you go through that process, if you put yourself in that person's shoes, and if you think about what it's like or how do the messages need to change based on different steps that they have to take steps in this process i think that that's where every single company can use it and like i said you don't need a designated person or team all the time um, i know amazon is one of the biggest companies <laughs> in the world so but i think just having that awareness and thinking about the strategy that you're using and just making sure that it applies to all steps that you're asking the candidate or all steps of the, you know, of what you're trying to send out and, you know, and, and write it all down. Like, I, I feel like one of the things that makes me unique and my role unique is I'm still very old fashioned when I, you know, think about strategy and, and I still write on a notepad. So sometimes you can be doing something else and an idea strikes about, oh, like maybe that message doesn't make sense for, you know, this specific place in the journey. So, yeah. um, you know, my advice is just always keep a notebook or a phone handy because sometimes ideas or, or different strategies can strike when you're not even working, but I think just continuing to uh, just put yourself in the, the candidate shoes is the best thing you can do um, in order to truly get those conversions and um, see how people in different areas of the country, uh, people with different backgrounds, different experience, how does, you know, people with disability campaign, how would that differ from a military campaign? Um, just very different audiences. So um, just making sure you're looking at audiences generally, specifically, et cetera, to just make sure you're you're targeting candidates the best of your ability. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lifecycle marketing, I think, can be applied to many teams, big or small, and just elements of everything yeah. that you explained today. Definitely. Yeah. I think really unique and Everyone yeah. should give it a try for yes, sure. Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on our show today. I learned a lot about lifecycle marketing. You were awesome to talk to, and we really appreciate it. Well, good. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. And it was a pleasure talking to you as well. Awesome. Thank you for listening to Modern Marketing Messages. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you like this episode, follow the podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Modern Marketing Messages. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I'm Taylor Clark, and I'll be back with another Modern Marketing Message.